Hello, and welcome to the Good News Highlights. I'm Ben Wells. I program and maintain the website, as well as any other online platforms we have. These are the highlights from issue 37. The Epiclesis by Avery Beidelsbach. The Epiclesis is an act through which the Holy Spirit changes or transforms something into something else. The Church in the Epiclesis of each sacrament expresses her faith in the power of the Holy Spirit. CCC 1127. The word Epiclesis comes from the Greek language meaning invocation. The Epiclesis is present in a few of the sacraments. For one instance, the Epiclesis happens when the priest calls down the Holy Spirit to change the bread and wine into Jesus' body and blood. Another event in which the Epiclesis occurs is in baptism. The baptismal water is consecrated through a prayer of Epiclesis. The Father hears the Epiclesis of the Church. The Spirit gives life to those who accept him. CCC 1107. When the priest prays over the person and anoints them with oil during anointing of the sick, the Epiclesis occurs again, giving them spiritual and physical strength in their time of weakness. The Epiclesis can appear in more sacraments than the ones specifically in this article, but they are still equally as important and should be thought about and recognized more. The Catechism states that during the Epiclesis, the Holy Spirit hopes that the faithful, by receiving the body and blood of Jesus, may themselves become a living offering to God. CCC 1105. The word anamnesis, A-N-A-M-N-E-S-I-S, goes hand in hand with the Epiclesis. Anamnesis means to recall. The Holy Spirit recalls the passion and makes the events of it present. The anamnesis comes first to recall, and then the epiclesis is the event happening. Next time you are at Mass, think about the significance of the epiclesis. The Evangelical Councils by Thomas M. Cabine. Perpetual poverty, chastity, and obedience. From a purely secular point of view, these three commitments may seem to be against common sense. Fallen man naturally wants to have an abundance of goods and pleasures, as well as to be his own master, as evidenced by the amount of time we spend on work and recreation, and the common Western view of a successful man or woman. The world praises the man who worked his way to the top, got rich, and now indulges in pleasures without a master telling him what to do or how to do it. Culture as it is in the West does not praise the humble Franciscan who begs for his bread and works among the poor. Many Catholic orders follow the rules of perpetual poverty, chastity, and obedience, called the Evangelical Councils. Evangelical meaning from the Gospels and Council meaning advised, the exact opposite of what we wish to do and have. Why? The Catechism of the Catholic Church, CCC, says, Christ proposes the evangelical councils in their great variety to every disciple. The perfection of charity to which all the faithful are called entails for those who freely follow the call to consecrated life, the obligation of practicing chastity and celibacy for the sake of the kingdom, poverty, and obedience. It is the profession of these councils within a permanent state of life recognized by the Church that characterizes the life consecrated to God. CCC 915. There are some very important points and conditions in this short paragraph. Everyone is called to perfect the virtue of charity or love of God. One of the ways this is accomplished is by living the celibate life like the priesthood. By freely entering a permanent state of celibacy recognized by the Church and professing the evangelical councils, one consecrates their life to God, a huge sacrifice, yet one with an eternal reward. By living a poor life, one thinks more on spiritual wealth, by a chaste life, more on spiritual pleasures, and by obedience, one discovers that true freedom and capability is found in obedience to God. The celibate life, though, is not everyone's vocation. This does not mean, however, that only those in the celibate life need to practice evangelical counsels. At the beginning of the previous passage from the Catechism, it says that Christ calls every disciple to follow the evangelical counsels. We need not be celibate to practice the virtue of charity and the counsels that help us attain it. In conclusion, you are called to actively love God and and by denying some of the pleasures of life, we can show our love is sacrificial, and we can better focus on our spiritual welfare. So I encourage you to consider if you are called to the consecrated life, all the while living a virtuous life with some help from the evangelical councils.
That's all I have for you in issue 37. Come back every week for more audio content from the Good News Magazine. Check out our other content on our website, goodnewsmagazine.xyz, linked in the show notes, and thanks for listening. I hope to see you next time. Goodbye.